Podcast with Popcorn, we've got baby Davey in the house. So a lot of this uh, revolves around him. We have four generations, a great-grandfather, a father, excuse me, grandfather, father, baby David, and moms, and whatever. And so we talk a lot about him. You got some uh, church talks and a few other things. Take a listen. All right, David Richens Roberry, here we are this evening on Sunday. You have, in this very room, four generations of Roberries. That's pretty special. What do you think about that? That is tremendously special to have uh, our new baby David. Baby Davy. And to have Tyler, and to have Brandon, and then myself. That uh, means so much as we think about the generations. And to be with David, grateful that Tyler and Maddie could come with David and that arrangements were made uh, with Brandon and Kim. Thank you so much. It means the world. Not everything can I put into words, I find. But it runs deep. Uh, we love you and are grateful for the privilege to be a great-grandfather. And to uh, and what that means. So we're excited. Thank you. And little David, when you hear this, when you're a little older, mm. just know that you obviously are the center of attention, and we're grateful for that. Yes, that's right. Bless you. So it's interesting. So we have the first grandchild and the first grandchild, <laughs> right? Coming from that, as the line goes. And the first great-grandchild. Right. Yes, exactly. And it keeps going that way, so who knows if that's uh, what's going to be continuing to happen. That's right. Four months in. Oh, we'll see what goes with it. Hmm. What a kid. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun to start it out. What do you think, Grandma? Should we turn it over to you for a minute? Hang on. Take the mic over this way. Oh, Grandma's Hello. of course sitting with David, monopolizing his time. Oh yeah, he's not sharing at all. For this microphone. Should we describe what's going on? Tell me what's happening Ooh. in the generations and why that's important. Remember, this is a global listening audience of oh. at least tens of people. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> it's super fun. Super fun to see Tyler and Maddie grow and become parents and change and fun to see them, you know, learning and growing and being so sweet with our, with our sweet baby. They are merely stewards of our, merely stewards our of our child. I see. Yes. yes. <laughs> but he's a sweetie. <laughs> he, we've gotten to hang out with him for a couple of days now. And yeah. He's super good. He only cries when he is he, a great baby. He's oh a goodness. fantastic baby. He only cries when he's hungry or when he's tired and then lets us Nothing snuggle with him bone. when he sleeps. Sleeps eight times a day. Yeah. Should we take this out so you can talk? Say hello, buddy. There's nothing with him. He's just a good kid. Say hello, buddy. I don't know. Hmm. Say ah, ah, ah. Kim's putting the microphone right in front of him and he's like, hmm. I'm not sure what to do with this. Oh, he's going to want to chomp on it if I get That's too close. That's what babies close. do. 
They stick everything in their mouth. Yeah. And discover their world. You feel like a grandmother? Huh? What does a grandmother feel like anyway? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't quite mm. feel like a grandma, I don't think. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel as a grandma. You don't. But it was it was a weird sensation like coming and knowing that, you know, he's mine, but not really being super responsible for him and his whole, you know, I could give him back to his parents. <laughs> I don't have to stay up with him all night, and I don't have to change his diaper if I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm responsible for him, but I'm not responsible for him. Mm. It's a weird feeling. But, but he's, he's super cute. He's about 15 pounds now. He's very much got Maddie's complexion. Do you think if people saw you and him on the street, they would put you together? Uh, probably not, no. No? Come on now. We were taking pictures of the different colors of our skin, and it's quite different. <laughs> the different hues of all different rowberries, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Quite different. Many he would fit more in with, like, the palettes mm. or with, you know, the spears that are super blonde. So, yeah. But he's a sweetie. He's putting everything in his mouth. Yeah, Kicking, that, that's moving. what he does. Yeah, not quite rolling over yet. Not quite, not quite there yet, but he's only four months old. Three more months and he's going to be scooting all over the place. I don't want place. him to, man. That's too fast. <laughs> I know. This next year is going to go so fast and he'll place. be running around, getting into all next the grub. Next year at the reunion, oh my goodness, he's going to be just all over the place, I'm sure. Hmm. How many times have you smooched his cheeks in the last three days? Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's amazing he's not, like, chafed yet. <laughs> he still has cheeks to go? Yeah. You don't yeah. know. You tell me about it. Yeah, he's not too interested. He just wants to eat, <laughs> eat the microphone. <laughs> Sawyer, come over. Josh, come get oh in. Tell goodness. us about your unclehood now. Oh, yeah. So Sawyer should tell us about his last week. Let me just make a comment before they start. One of the things that's been really moving to me, this Grandpa David, is to watch Tyler become a father and watch him embrace that so well, so well. And then to watch Brandon and Kim become grandparents and how they embrace that. It's, uh, Grandma and I were talking about that and how much that means to us to see the familyness uh, move through the generations and that love continue, which of course is what sealing is all about and what the plan of salvation is all about. But to see it happen is humbling and exciting. It sure is. All right, Sawyer, give us an update on your week. Mm, so for my week, I've learned that I'm the favorite uncle. Um, wow. David told you that directly? Yes, yes, he told Understood. me. Understood. Directly. Those were his first words. It's the first first. You're my favorite you uncle. You are favorite uncle. Got it. Mm -hmm. The talking four-month-old. Anyway, my week has been great. I did this thing called Remix Vocal Academy, where it's kind of like a summer camp, but I chose to be a commuter, so I come in at 9 and leave at 9. So you didn't stay on campus, right? Yeah. It was a, okay, it was there a is BYU a choice campus. to do that. Right. But. And what is Remix Vocal Academy? It's where they teach you all they can about singing, about uh, 
mainly a cappella because all the songs you sing in your performance. And who is they? Who's teaching they you? They are mainly people from Vocal Point, from that girl BYU. Group. Come on, what's it called? Noteworthy. Noteworthy. So Sasha Coleman and others out there, if you know. So if I showed Coleman all my photos with them, he'd be super. Yeah, imagine some of these guys and gals being the the coaches, as it were, the teachers, the teaching these high school and middle school kids how to sing, how to record. And I keep going, keep going. What'd you like best about the whole? It was a week long experience. It was a week long experience. One thing was the people were great. Uh, everybody was so much nicer to each other. You could literally walk up to a random person's table, sit down, and have a totally normal conversation with them. Yeah, they were without getting mad or anything. No drama. No drama. Okay, and what did you look? Except for um, a lot of cows. So we all people. went to your performance, one uh, thirty p.m. at the Covey Center yes. for the performing they, arts. Davy didn't like it because uh, apparently was not a the bass was too loud. big. But all the rest of us loved it. It was act, uh, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I was very impressed. Very impressed. They all acapella yes, stuff. They yes, were they had them in teams of ten or twelve uh, kids each, something like that. It was around eleven to like twenty-two oh. per group. Well, there there was no group of twenty-two. But oh, the green there team. Is there's and the eight red teams. team and the yellow team. Anyway, a bunch of different teams, and each team got their own song to sing. Which was awesome. And then there was a song, everybody at the beginning and everybody at the end. And the coaches sang a song as well. Of course. It was very, oh, and there, Coleman, there were beatboxers. Yes. And, and this will all be on YouTube in a couple of days. And the so. beatboxers had their own song. Mm-hmm. There were four of them, and they each got to do solos. And then they did this like ultimate beatbox thing all mm-hmm. together. For the epicness. I learned a lot about beatboxing that week. That's one thing. Is Alex, like a beatboxer for Vocal Point, showed us and taught us how to do certain things. Would you recommend this to a friend? I would. I would recommend it to anybody who uh, isn't tone deaf. (laughs) Isn't tone deaf. Got it. That's a low bar. <laughs> and yeah. 13 through 18, which is the age group. Anyway, very impressive. The, the kids were obviously of many many varieties in terms of their abilities. Yes. Um, yes. But everyone, uh, at least the ending performance that I saw was very good. And it was fun to see how well the kids did and how well they pulled off. And frankly, how well the music even sounded. I was going, whoa. That is true. Yeah. Very nice. It's a big step up from uh, my... Big step up from uh, choir <laughs> in your middle school? <laughs> yeah, ah. I, I, I got knocked down from around the top to uh, almost the worst. Yeah, right. Well, you different, uh, different kids around you. Yeah. Fantastic. And how is it to be the favorite uncle of um, Baby David? It's pretty great. Mm. Um I can tell Baby Davy's quite unique from other babies, mainly because he's so new. Uh, oh, okay. And he acts differently. Oh, all right. Since he doesn't have any muscle control. Or oh, got anything. it. From older babies. Because hmm. I'm used to older babies. They move around. They get happy. And Baby Davy, he can't really <laughs> do He still anything. doesn't move much. Yeah, he's little. Yeah. 
I'm just not used to that. Yep. Many of you guys were very similar in that you were fairly bald <laughs> uh, to begin with, and you had nice little fuzzy beans that would grow in, and then eventually you got to do it. Looks right, like Grandpa and Davey have something in common. So Sawyer says he's his favorite uncle, see? But then he won't even change his diapers. Like, bro. Oh, throwing you into the bus, boy. Oh, he won't oh, even help out. How can you be your favorite uncle with no support on the diapers? Ooh. Sawyer? Ellie, how? What? What about you? What are you doing now? Okay. For uh, you got a job this summer. What's up? I do got a job. It's at Papa John's. Papa John's Pizza. Making pizza. What's the most popular pizza at Papa John's? Do you like um, that alliteration right there? That was special. <laughs> um, it's probably just like pepperoni. Pepperonis, yeah. I, There's I, a lot of variety, so a lot of people get a lot of pizzas like meats or. Okay. Works or this one garden. Well, that was fresh. cool. You're still 15 until yeah. a couple of weeks from now. Yep. Nice of somewhere to hire you for five weeks <laughs> to come work in the middle yep. of the summer. That, I'm that's working nice. With Josh too. And you work with Josh. Same time, same Ooh, place. Oh yeah, man. Come yep. on, you can you can be real. Josh isn't really listening. Who's the better pizza flipper, huh? Josh, you? Uh, he is. Josh is okay. Yeah. Is he, he showing uh, you the skills? He has a week more of oh that's right he's been working a week longer than you yeah. he's got the pizza week. flipping skills down yeah okay i still need a little work but it's okay i know all the secrets for uh, all the stuff crust and you know yeah. all the secrets you know yep it's been good okay any other updates for this week for you um any other girls stuff you did camp or whatever you, you passed your test. oh yeah oh, what yeah. happened Aaliyah. Sorry. What's um, the story? Friday, I passed my permit test. Permit test. That means, what Woo! does that mean, Leah? I can drive. <laughs> under what conditions can With you drive? A, my parents in the... In the driver, in the passenger seat. In the passenger seat, right. yes. During the day. Uh, what are the other conditions? No, like? Does it have to be daylight hours? During the day. Yeah, exactly. During this 10-minute period, under cl uh, semi-cloudy skies... Uh, with so between 75 and 77 degrees. Yeah. Uh, no. Anyway, I think it is during daytime with yeah. parents in the passenger. That's I think to get your license. Any, it might be any I think to get your license, they said like 30 hours in the day and 10 hours in the night. Okay, got but it. Over the next yeah. six months. So mostly in the day. Yeah, right. But you, you still want that night experience. Well, I just wondered, you know, the stipulations as far as how long and and what they were expecting as far as time. Kind of they were saying, what, 40 hours of driving? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, over six months, that's not that much. Right. That's, no. yeah. But just to know what's possible. But in Utah, they but have to take the driver's ed. In, in Utah, every state is different, right? So yeah. diff they have different requirements. In Utah, you'd have to take a driver's ed class if you're under 18, is that how it works? Yeah. But if you're over 18, then not needed. So that be 19, 19, okay. Anyway, what, whatever it is. So that's the differences. And if you go to high school here, you can integrate it as part of the high school. And if not, not. And if in Nevada, they don't have that requirement. They have different requirements. And California has different requirements. And Colorado has different requirements. So whatever. We'll see yeah. where we are in that phase, but Aaliyah has got the permit now, yeah. and she probably won't be back here for another year anyway, so yeah. it's 
we'll see what happens between then and now. Okay. So, anyway, I can pause this if you want. Boom. When you get All right, I'm here talking to Big Daddy Ty. Hello, hello. So, fatherhood. It's what great. Do, what do you think? Yeah, not too it's shabby? Been, it's been fun. I am just grateful that I have the most amazing wife ever. Nice. The second most amazing wife ever is the Arthur. most amazing wife ever. Uh, wow. Um, Getting into this for you. I, I, the most I, amazing wife Tyler's ever had. I also had. have the most amazing mother. That's nice. If that's fair. Okay. So, most fair amazing mother and Bam. wife. I'm just the luckiest man on the planet right now, with the cutest baby ever. We'll see if he has any siblings and see if that's up for debate later. But. For now, no way. he is the cutest ever. He's got to he's um, have good stuff. Been lots of good learning. Yes, tell us about this learning. Um, All this good learning patience. Business. Patience? It's, it's interesting because the when they're this young, you have to be with them 24-7 for fear of they will choke themselves on something or... <laughs> You know, just random things. So it's hard in that way. Mm. It's not very hard in, you know, they're not going to run away from you or make a mess. Because he actually so, can't move. So. Yeah, can't quite move yet. Cool. So it's just different. We'll see how it progresses. And how has it been? You moved away a couple months ago <coughs> to the fair state of Texas. Yeah, so we are at Houston, uh, also known as the armpit of America sometimes. No, 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 that's Philadelphia. Um Sorry. The armpit as far as hot and humid. Oh, is indeed. What yes, it is. It is probably what the most hot and humid place in America. Probably. It is ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. It's as close to Dubai as it gets. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't go out on walks very much over there. Yeah. And won't for a few months, but after that, it'll be nice. Uh, but yeah, the move was good. We drove down 23 hours. Moved into a place two days later, started, well, we moved in, and then I left for a week to orientation in Boston. So again, Maddie is amazing, took care of Davy Boy and unpacked some stuff for a week in a brand new location. Uh, then came back, and yeah, work has been great so far, working for LEK Consulting, and hopefully yeah. I'll be there for a good two, three years before my MBA or whatever else wherever else life takes us but that's the plan right now that's the plan huh you, you are right you have a marvelous <coughs> wife and we're so grateful uh that you following the spirit chose wisely maddie as a, a jewel your dad also chose wisely we kind of helped him with that choice but uh in an unobtrusive manner. Unobtrusive way. Mm. She got her talents see, in the early while I was... I, I was the opposite, where yeah. mom and dad never even met him. We did not. Maddie. No, I didn't until know Maddie Post-engagement. Yeah. provided an entire lifetime of instruction, and then therefore... That's right. From that's that right. way. Well, I wish... If Maddie needs to be here, if we really want to talk about patience. Yes, yeah, that's get, true. We can get yeah. this whole thing down. Because she has patience on two levels, his <laughs> and mine. Oh, she, it's, oh, it's a lot of patience over. to put up with me, but, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's been really fun. He's uh, new things. Last week, he really just started to giggle, which is the cutest. And this week, he's been a lot more squirmy than he's ever been before. He's developed a little bit squirmy. of abs, and so he'll try to do sit-ups and continue to do sit-ups back and forth so it'll smack you 
<laughs> just trying to sit up and back and up and back. But it's good. Um, it's funny. Every day, something new. Yep. What have you learned about you besides, you obviously said you need to develop patience, well, all of us, but what, what wonderful positive things have you seen come out? from you, Tyler, as you began being, become a father? <clears throat> I haven't been around babies for quite a while. Um, I guess the longest, obviously, was when Sawyer, my youngest brother, was a child. But I think it's been really fun. Just Maddie says I'm a lot more expressive just because you have to be to get the child's attention. <laughs> says I'm generally just a bit happier and smilier around the house so that's been fun babies brighten your day for the babies most part. brighten the day you really he's not at an age he can't brighten your day yet because even if he's mad it's like you change his diaper and then he's fine so <laughs> you know he's not painting his mother's nail polish on white couches and yeah other stuff yet like others may have done like yes Some those who will not be named Nobody can get mad at a four-month-old for doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right? It just so. doesn't work. So it's good. Coming home from work and, oh, hey, there's the baby. And he always smiles when, I, when he sees me. He's like, oh, it's dad. Hi, so that's cute. That's pretty amazing. Eternal stuff matters. Get this thing started. Started where his dad did in Provo. Same time, same place. Moved away. Yep, moved to only bit. three weeks. <laughs> Bam. That's like me. Right, Dad? You stole me away after a couple weeks? That's right. Moved away for the first job, and boom. Who knows? Yeah. Full lot cycle. A lot in common and great things. That's, that's a thrill to Grandma and I as we watch our children and then their spouses, who are our children, too, and watch them follow the covenant path and have the joy and make great decisions and then the grandkids and now the great grandkids they're just nothing better so uh, we are so grateful well done tyler d uh, we're excited for you proud of you and, thank you uh, thank you know that the people of houston do love and will continue will love you and maddie and the babe even more make a great contribution so and being the oldest grandchild you're setting a great example for uh, those to follow so can't can't get better than this well done Sawyer and Leah had a great opportunity to give some talks in our old ward enjoy them God's prophet Samuel called him to be a mighty king. 
Now we're all familiar with this story. David steps up to fight Goliath, refusing to wear armor or groom a sword. But instead, he goes out with a sling and five smooth rocks. David, then standing with God without anger or control, uses his sling and rocks and kills Goliath, slaying a giant. Another great servant of God was Elijah. Elijah was a prophet known for calling fire from heaven, mocking the priests of Baal, and he was so mighty he was carried to heaven in a chariot of fire without tasting death. In Elijah's time, there was a, there were wicked prophets and people who served false gods. One of which was named Balaam, who they served. Elijah challenged these prophets to call fire from heaven. So they gathered at Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal built an altar for their god, while Elijah built one for the Lord. As the challenge commenced, Baal's prophets called on their god, Quote, from morning even until noon, it's saying, O Baal, hear us. End quote. But nothing happened. No fire was conjuring, and no Baal answered. As they tried again, Elijah mocked them, saying things like, Cry aloud, for he is God, and pre adventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. <laughs> and after Elijah let them fail, he doused his altar with water, and he called upon the Lord without anger or patrol. And the Lord sent down a pillar of fire, consuming the altar, the water, the rock, and all the things around it except for Elijah. After the miracle was seen, Elijah had the false prophets. In my own life, I've seen the Lord's work. For example, during spring break, my family decided to visit Nepal, which was a place about southeast of China. We, during our trip, we decided to go hiking. So we got to the designating the hiking trail and started a hike. About two or three miles in, it started raining. And with joy, I prayed that me and my family's technology wouldn't get wet and broken. <laughs> ten seconds and ten seconds later, a shelter appeared on the trail. Now, this shelter, this shelter, uh, was four pillars of metal with two sheets of metal to get off the rain, uh, so there's no wall. <laughs> so we sat under there for about 30 minutes when it started turning from rain to hail. <laughs> and, and we were awestruck because we haven't seen hail in forever since we live in Dubai. <laughs> um, but then the temperature rock dropped and most of us didn't have jackets or even pants. <laughs> um, but my dad, Brandon, gave up 
stayed under that shelter for about two to three hours, freezing. So we said a prayer. Around an hour later, there was a thick fog filled with angels that came and it made it warmer and drier, which then quickly left when the cold came. A few minutes after seeing the fog, we devised a plan that if the fog ever came again, we would start running then. So we waited for about 10 minutes when the fog came again, and we ran. My brother and I were in the front, while my sister, mother, and father were right behind us. When we got back to the restaurant that was near the beginning of the journey, I quickly thanked God and Jesus for what they had done. When I look back on this, I can see our family was not angry or cruel, cruel to each other during this ordeal, but we tried to help each other and stay positive. I knew that Heavenly Father was watching over us, protecting us, and keeping us safe. Brothers and sisters, when we put our faith in God and we pray to Him without anger or control, He will answer. For David, the Lord answered with fighting his battles. And for Elijah, he created mighty miracles. And for me, he helped us find our way to his restored gospel. I bear my testimony that I know these things are true, and that he will help us if we are faithful. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. I'm excited to talk about sinning from God without anger or control. When I first read that question, I asked myself, what is control? If you're listening to my brother, then you would know that control means cool and bitter criticism. So in this topic, let's refer it as standing firm with God without anger or cool and bitter criticism. How do you stand firm with God without anger? In Proverbs, Proverbs 6, 32, it says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Anger is a strong emotion, and if you don't know how to control it, then it, it is way better than the mighty. Not for angry, you need to keep you need to have and keep developing your faith. In Ephesians 6, 16, it says, Above all, keeping the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. This verse is saying that if you have strong faith, then you'll you will extinguish the fiery darts of the wicked. In Deans 3, 8, it says something very similar. It says, Yet you should have been faithful, and he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary, and he would have been with you in every time of trouble. I love these verses because it illustrates that if you have faith, you, you will be able to hold, hold all that you can, then your Heavenly Father will support you, support the rest. Once we all understand that having faith gives us so much support and blessings, then our anger starts to fade away. Another way to stand firm with God without anger is to have love. You may seem that it's such a simple thing to have, and it is. The hard part about it is having love for everyone, despite having what they've done. In 3 Nephi 12:44, it says, But behold, I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for, pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. I love this verse because it's such a good skill to have and develop, and we will all be strengthened if we follow it. This is a skill. This is so hard to love your enemies, but it but if you practice a little bit every day, bless and pray for your enemies, then this habit becomes a skill. Little by little, your anger turns into love and helps you stay very firm with God. You can truly love your neighbor as thyself. 
One recent experience I had was standing from a God with that anger is at girls camp. It's such an amazing experience because there were way less distractions, more quality time with the people I love, and everyone there had the same goal, which was to stand more firmly with God and gain a greater, greater testimony. Everyone there had so much love for the word and for the new words that they got to meet. Everyone was, was helping to build one another's foundations. When you love your neighbors, then anger decreases in your life, and that helps you stand more firmly with God with a stronger, happier foundation. The call following me this week is 2 Kings chapters 12 to, 15, to 25. In chapters 18 and 19, we see how Hezekiah tried to stay true to the Lord and stand firm with God when the Assyrians came. We learn about how the Assyrian army invaded Judah, destroying many cities and getting close to Jerusalem. The leader of the Assyrian army sent out a letter to Hezekiah to reproach the living God. Hezekiah should have been so angry and frustrated with the Assyrians, but that is not what happened. Instead, he received the letter, then he went up to ask the Lord and spread it before the Lord. In 2 Kings 19, 19, Hezekiah said, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, savest thou out of this hand, that all the kingdoms of earth may know that thou art God, even thou only. I love how we see in this example how we did not get angry, he stood firm with God and had trust in everything, and everything would be okay. I had a question about Hezekiah and how he was to remain faithful when challenges came. I found the answer when the scripture said, he trusted in the Lord God of Israel, and he claimed to the Lord, and the Lord was with him. I especially like how he trusted and claimed to the Lord, and then the Lord was with him. The Lord can't be with him if he, if he did not trust in the Lord first. Those are some ways that we can stand firm with God. At the end of the chapter, the Lord did help Jerusalem from the Assyrians, and it was all because of Hezekiah. There's a general conference talk from Elder Klebinga, and he said, while some prefer to be selective in the commandments they follow, let us joyfully accept the Savior's invitation to live every word which proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. He's saying that sometimes we are angry about the commandments and do not want to follow all of them, but to stand firmly with God, but to stand firm to God, you have to try and follow the words of God. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Elder Klebinga also said not to be fooled or intimidated by the loud noises emanating from the great and spacious building. There is no match for the influence of the still small voice upon the broken hearts and contrite spirits. I'll add that there is no match for someone who has a strong, firm connection with God. It is, it is like how the Assyrians were no match for the Lord's power. If you want to live by the word of God, then we have to choose him every day, not be distracted, and develop a strong bond with him. Then once we have completed our earthly plan, then we can go to heaven. A quote by President Oaks said, The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we choose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. So he's saying that we, we all have the gift of agency, and we need to use it wisely, and choose to stand firm with God without anger or control, to come home to our Heavenly Father. I bring more testimony that I know when we have faith and love, then we can stand firm with God without anger or control. I know we trust and cleave to the Lord like Hezekiah, then we can have Lord, the Lord with us. I know that if we choose who we'll serve every day, then we will have a strong connection with God. I know that using this gift of agency will help us have a strong foundation and stand firm with God without anger. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.